Welcome to Everything Renewed Podcast. This is Wes Morgan. Listen, everyday people operate under habits and mindsets that prevents growth. This podcast is here to address those habits and mindsets and dismantle negative stigmas. We truly believe that if you start with the mind, everything can be renewed. Let's go. It's another day for your mind to be renewed. My name is Wes Morgan, and thank you for joining us for our last episode of season one. I have been making promises that I evidently cannot keep because I keep saying this is the last episode, but it's been getting good. Today, I'm closing out with um, a dear friend of mine. Um, personally, he's not, he he's a brother to me. We are not only in the same organization, but we grew up together, a childhood friend and um, born and raised in Detroit, uh, Michigan. So I'm glad to have him on the show. And that's none other than Mr. Dion Carson. Um, he, his, his background is very extensive. Um, he joined in active duty serving in the army in uh, 2003, been deployed to combat three times. Uh, he was in Iraq, I want to say about a whole year, um, 12 months, 15, 15 months, went to Afghanistan. Uh, he served 10 years um, and even made it to staff sergeant. Uh, he's married to his beautiful wife and two kids. And right currently, as we are speaking, he is in the thick of um, the South, Louisiana. Um, he had to leave his state because uh, of the hurricane uh, that came through and destroyed things. So, um, I'm honored and more more importantly, I'm grateful to God, one, that he's alive and here and he's able to do this. His family is safe. And uh, he took the time out his busy schedule to come uh, into our virtual studio and have a conversation today uh, about trauma. Dion, welcome, man. Uh, thanks for having me, Wes. Um, good to be on here. Yeah. Well, I, I want to get right uh, to it. I want to jump into it. Um, I ask all of our guests, um, who's a first-time visitor, what what is something that you would like to see changed in our world? Right now, for me personally, I would like to see people sticking to the truth of definitions. Ooh. So we can stop bending truth and speaking past one another and take things as they are. Oh, well, well, well. <laughs> <laughs> well, we about to get into that. That's a, that's a, a perfect set way. So in other words, um, I, I, I preached a message a while back um, and you, you know, you gave me some very um, good feedback on that message. You know, Dion is, he's an apologist. Um, he, he knows how to defend the faith for those of you who may be listening be like, what the heck is an apologist? Someone who knows how to defend the faith. We both are believers. Um, we love God. Um, we love our family, but we know how to defend what we believe. But Dion is very deep into it. And I'm in the shadow and he, he, he down there deep, deep, deep into it. But uh, anyway, I was preaching this message and I was saying that we continue to keep trying to redefine something that we did not originally define ourselves so we're, we're taking things that's what our society do we we take things that has already been established and then we um we come up with our own definition that's a very uh, good point today dion i want to talk to you um about patriotic trauma now 
there's no books out about this that I'm aware of, but this is the theme of our country right now. I'll, I'll share a little a story that just happened to me around a week and a half ago. And when I tell you it took everything in me not to respond, um, but I didn't respond based upon respect. So I'm in the bank, here's the story. I'm in the bank and I'm, I'm, I'm in a rush. Um, so I, I go in the bank and there's a gentleman in front of me and um, the clerk at the bank, she was asking, uh, she was asking, hey, are you gonna watch the football game? and everything coming up this coming up weekend and the the guy responds he says uh no i'm not going to watch football this weekend i gave up watching sports ever since they did that knee stuff i'm no longer watch sports and then he responded he says um i served in the military and so i believe you know and he went into his spiel and so when i heard him say i served in the military that's when I, I showed the gentleman respect. I didn't respond. I didn't think it was right of me to even try to have a conversation. And plus, I already know you can't have no quick conversation right then and there. Um, and so I, I wanted to respect his service to our country, but it made me think of how so many people use um, being a patriot, being, the, uh, um, being a person who served our country to defend their personal beliefs. And I be scratching my head because sometimes we, I hear people saying we served our country and um, it, it amazes me that we have people who served our country that's on two totally different platforms, ways of spectrums, whatever, however you want to say it, like two totally different beliefs. And so I'm like, hold on. So I start investigating. I'm like, what is this about being a patriot that has really been around? Yesterday, there's a video out of a lady hollering at a veteran. She said he had on a fake uniform and it's all over the internet. And she's like, I, I'm a patriot and you know, blah, blah, blah. This. And she's yelling at this man and come to find out he served in the Navy. So I, I wanna have a conversation with you because a lot of times our pain is being overlooked. Um, a couple uh, our, on our last on our last um, podcast, um, one of the therapists was talking about secondary trauma and how that looks and the things that continues to happen to us. And you know, we we look at secondary trauma as remembering and we're grieving certain things. But let me shut up and get right to you. Can you please, first of all, thank you for serving our country. Thank you for sacrificing your life your time, your energy, your resources to help us be able to live a very comforting life. Can you take it however you want to take it, but can you give me a clear, in our listening audience, what is being a patriot or patriotism? I don't want to be making up words, but you know, I'm good for that. I come up with my own definition. So what is a patriot? Okay, a patriot is a person who has love of country was willing to have a service for their country, but it should also be to the benefit of every citizen within the country. Loving America doesn't make you a patriot. That's a name. America is a name and it's a, a landmass. If you take the people out of America, there is no America, right? Mm. So 
in order for you to be a true patriot, you should want all of America to have access to the potential of America, to be equally protected under the law, to have equal access to education and all of the other things that comes with that. That doesn't mean that they'll always have an equal outcome, but you should want every American to have access to America's potential and you should require America to live up to its potential. Mm. Which if stated in our founding documents, we're talking about uh, life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. We're talking about equal protections under the law. We're talking about the right to vote. We're talking about free speech. It's not just the second amendment, which everybody's walking around with their two A shirts on. It's the complete uh, holistic uh, theme of what America should be. You should always be trying to push it towards that. Wow. So I'm glad, I'm, I wanna jump right back to my example at the bank. I'm glad I didn't say anything because you just said exactly what I was feeling. I'm like, okay, for this man to fight for our country, I, I want to ask in respect to some of the individuals who my brother served uh, in the military as well. He served in the Air Force. And it's like, I, sometimes I want to just cut right to the chase. I'm like, man, what did you go fight for? Like, did you fight because your family just have a history of being in the military? Because it's like, so you, you're mad at, excuse me, a football player taking a knee because everybody is not being treated fairly but you will then say in the same sentence you're a patriot like help me understand that so you just clearly define what a patriot is so it's very traumatizing and this is why i named this this podcast specifically um, patriotic trauma <laughs> because a lot of times we're getting thrown in our face there's flats we have different color flats now uh break that down i don't even know what that's all about get Educate, educate the audience, please. What, what's, what's with the whole driving around with flats and the blue flats, all this stuff that we see? First of all, it's a, it's a violation of the flag code, but you're disrespecting the flag. Wait, 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 time out, time out. You said what? It's a what? Anytime, it's a violation of the flag code. We have a flag code in the United States of America. All these different and alterations and changes to the flags and using them as, as clothing and all that stuff, it's a violation of the flag code. Hmm. Number two, every time that flag, when you stop driving and that big long flag sits in the bed of your dirty truck, that flag is supposed to be folded, supposed to cut the flags out of, the, the stars out of it, and you're supposed to burn it. Your, that flag should never touch the ground in any way, shape, or form. If you've been on flag detail, you'd know that. But most civilians don't understand that. I don't understand flying the flag here. You're in America. Are you lost? Like, are you trying to show other Americans that you're in America? Like, what's the, what's, where did this come about? Because it didn't used to be. It's more of a, of a middle finger to what they view as the other side. So going back to your bank story, where the guy says that he stopped watching but I'm confused because when you took your oath of enlistment and or reenlistment, it says nothing about the flag. It says you will support and defend 
the Constitution of the United States of America against all enemies, foreign and domestic, right? So for that man to take a knee and silent peaceful protest, that's his constitutional right. You literally took an oath to defend that right. But people have allowed their political views to intermingle with what's in black and white, the oaths you took, what you stood, what you stand for, what you're supposed to stand for. And, mm-hmm. and these things have become convoluted and they've, they've become one and the same, but they, ne- they were never meant to be. That's why, you, that's why you can't go to political rallies in your uniform because those things aren't supposed to intermingle. Mm, so much I want you to break down. So bear with me. So the trauma of being a patriot, right? It's things being forced on us, right? We talk about our rights. So for Colin Kaepernick to take a knee because he's saying he's against the police brutality. Now we have cameras and we see all of these things and we see it's very clear, it's evident. No, not all cops are bad. I have family that are police officers. Uh, My cousin is the first black uh, chief uh, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Like, I'm, I back the police 100%. I respect police. So I don't have that, you know, skip the police. And I know that's not how I feel at all. So I support the police 100%. I support our military 100%. But there's things that has happened to my race, to Black people, more specifically, Black men. And it's very difficult to watch online, to hear about it. And then all of a sudden, I am... I am being encouraged to, you know, validate how you feel about my rights are being taken away when for the longest of times, we didn't even have no rights as a people. And then when I tell you about my secondary trauma or just trauma in general, well, you know, time has healed that. But yet we see people walking around with flags and I'm a patriot, blah, blah, blah. That's very traumatic because you're sitting up here trying to enforce enforce your your belief system. And what, what I hear you saying, it's more so political versus like coming from like um, from the military. I don't know the word there. Maybe you can give me the um, language there. It's more political what people are doing and that's where the trauma is coming from and not necessarily from being in the military well being a a black veteran i have to deal with an intersection when you're talking about secondary trauma there's an intersection i'm a veteran fought for this country and i'm an african-american and we know historically african-americans have fought for this country from the beginning but we also know that historically they came back to a country who wouldn't fight for them. Mm. So whatever shell shock, PTSD, trauma you received overseas, you come back home to a country where people were being accosted, black men were being lynched in uniform at one mm. point in time. You got 1.5 million World War II veterans who were disallowed um, access to middle-class wealth and education via the GI Bill, this is, this is where you're talking about secondary trauma and this, this intersection that we live at. So me being able to understand those things, my, my other brothers and sisters in uniform who are not African-American, they don't have that history. They don't have that intersection. They don't have to deal with that. 
So you have to add that with the trauma that they go through, that we all go through from going through war, combat or whatever, and we come back. And then we also have to add on the trauma of a Trayvon Martin or Mike Brown or Philando Castillo or Sandra Bland, or we we have to, that's an additional trauma that we, that we get forced upon us because we are who we are. We were born who we are. And because we don't, we don't dialogue about it outside of argument, argumentation, maybe online or something, um, we don't really get to dialogue about it. I do have a, a veteran buddy who's also a white dude who likes to dialogue with me about it and ask questions to understand. And because he has been able to do that, he has a viewpoint, a set of lenses that he wasn't that he didn't have available to him before and he sees things slightly differently. Not to say we agree on everything, but he gets to see things differently. So you're right, there is a secondary and a tertiary trauma when you're talking about being a patriot, having served your country and the wounds that you deal with, with whatever inequality may be going on within the country once you come back. I, I wanna quickly talk about invalidation of trauma. Um, and how oftentimes I just feel, and maybe you can speak hope to the people, speak hope to your brother, uh, about sometimes I feel hopeless because we are told, you know, one, I, I, I'm on a kick right now that people no longer want to have conversations. They want to have conversion meetings. In other words, you know, when I talk to you, my goal from the point from the jump is to convert you over to how I see the world. Now, as a therapist, I'm expected to think holistically. So no, everybody who come and sit in front of me is not a Christian. Everybody don't have the same personal beliefs that I hold, but I have a state license. I'm a mandated reporter. And there's things that I must abide by as a therapist, but I help people with their issues. But when it comes to me, and maybe people understanding the narrative that I come from, it's suspected that I adjust to or confirm to the worldview that I'm currently living in. I live in a very conservative city, a red city, and some of the things that I see take place in the city does not fit me, but I'm expected to fit in. But then when I call something out or address something, it's like, it's very invalidating. I get the whole, you know, I look at the fight right now about the mask and stuff right, right now. And I hear people saying, you're taking my rights away. And unfortunately I'll be like, <laughs> I laugh, I'm judgmental, I'm being honest. And then I have to repent and ask God for forgiveness for being judgmental. Come like, really? Your rights being taken away? Because when we talked about Black Lives Matter, what was responding, it was so invalidating. And I hope listeners can hear this, that when we said Black Lives Matter, the response was all lives matter. You know how invalidating that felt and, and it still feels that way? That's very traumatic. And almost it gets me to the point when we're angry. You know, I sent the fellas and you're included in this chat. Um, I sent the picture of something that we saw uh, when Louisiana was going through. And the statement said, praying for Louisiana, but reminding you that all states matter. See how stupid that sounds? 
that was, and I was like, wow, because Louisiana lost everything, right? Talk about that invalidation of like our trauma as just people in general. It's, it's detrimental to the point where people die. I mean, we could talk about, uh, we could talk about uh, black women, uh, maternal mortality rate is so high because doctors tend not to believe black women they say something is wrong with them inherently. Like, it's just like you get thrown to the side. You know, we have, we have it to that level. And then we have the, um, the get over it, the, uh, that was so long ago, and this, and we don't, you're still talking about slavery, and I'm, I'm like, who said anything about slavery? We're talking about what just happened here, and when we say Black Lives Matter, we didn't say only Black Lives Matter, and people explain that ad nauseum. The problem is people are stuck in their presuppositions, their confirmation bias, and they are unwilling to listen. The second part of that is they're afraid to dialogue with the best opposing points. Break so that you want to dialogue you... caricature. Okay, so I'll give you an example. People are in an uproar about critical race theory, right? Just give you one example. How many of those people have you heard that want to dialogue directly with Kimberly Crenshaw? or are going to go directly to the works of Derrick Bell. They want to get the least resistance. So they'll get a, a goofy guy who knows a little bit about it and they'll debate that person or they'll make up something and, de and debate that straw man. But people are afraid to engage the best opposing information. The only reason you should be afraid to uh, debate the best opposing information is if you don't believe what you're saying is true. So as a, like to get back to our worldview, I'm as a Christian, I'm okay with listening to an Islamic apologist or a comedic apologist or a Hebrew Israelite apologist. I'm not afraid to listen to what you're saying. I'm not afraid to read your book. Why? Because I believe firmly that what I'm believing in is true. But if I weren't that firm in my belief, I would be afraid of any information outside of my bubble. And that's why you end up with people not dialoguing with even the secondary professionals at the things that they're opposing. So when you talk about, uh, when you talk about um, law, let's say law, and you want to talk about people saying that the new Jim Crow, right? You'll get a guy off the street and dialogue with him, but you won't dialogue with Michelle Alexander, the person who put in all of the work and did all the research to write the book because you're afraid of that. And that's what's going on right now so that you can keep your presupposition and your confirmation bias and continually dismiss the trauma of your fellow citizens. Man, you just said a mouthful. So, so the correlation is what I'm hearing you say. 
the correlation is the presuppositions, right? Um, between being a patriot and the trauma of that. It's the presuppositions because we have this belief system, according to what you just said, of what a patriot is. And then while we stand so firmly on a faulty foundation, but don't want to have a healthier conversation to help strengthen our foundation. Is that basically what you're saying? That's it, man. If you look at historically, right, the Martin Luther King and those people from that civil rights era, when they were critiquing the United States for not holding up to its core doctrines, they were dismissed and they were called communist, right? Mm. Right now, today, if you're critiquing the United States and you're imploring the United States to live up to the Constitution and its core doctrine, they're calling you Marxist. <laughs> Same playbook. I don't want to deal with the information, so I'm going to dismiss it and call you a name. It's the same playbook. It hasn't changed. They'll do it over and over again. And then 20 years from now, when they find, when somebody finally says, you know what, those people were right, you know, we we're on the wrong side of history, there'll be another thing. And then people will go back to that same playbook because that's what is done here. I, I want us to take a break in a, in a minute, but before we take a break, I want you to speak to the person who is holding the flag and happy and, you know, got it on their truck. What would you say to this patriot um, who may be listening, but completely disagree with everything you just said, um, but they're undermining or invalidating the trauma that they fought for or supposedly, or they fought for us, right? They, they fought for America, but the people that they fought for is complaining or have concerns, but they're dismissing our pain. What would you say to that, to that person? Number one, get a smaller flag so you don't desecrate the flag that you love so much. <laughs> uh, number two, read and read your oath of enlistment if you enlisted. And if you haven't enlisted, read an oath of enlistment. Get that through your mind. Um, you have the, 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 the soldier's creed. And one of the things it says, uh, I'm an American soldier. I am a warrior and a member of the team. I serve the people of the United States. Nowhere in our creed does it differentiate which people it's the people, mm. right? Mm. Then after that, which most people won't do. Go ahead, read the, 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 the beginning of the Constitution where you're talking about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. All men are created equal, endowed by that, created with certain inalienable rights, you know, including, including those are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Then I want you to go to the 14th Amendment, and I want you to read equal protections of, under the law. And then if you are a true patriot, I want you to, at the very least, stop speaking out against people who are speaking of, against things that oppose those things that are in those documents. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to do nothing. All you have to do is stop being in opposition. So if I'm telling you I need to fight for the 14th Amendment and you're saying you're a patriot, stop speaking against people who need the 14th Amendment to be done correctly. If I need life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness 
and you say you're a patriot, stop speaking against people who are saying that there are things deterring me from life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. If I'm instituting my constitutional rights that are not hurting anyone, stop fighting against people using their constitutional rights. Now, I'm not going to tell you have to be quiet because you have constitutional rights as well. But as a patriot, you should want people to exercise their constitutional rights, especially if they're doing it in a peaceful manner. Uh Take all those things, roll them up in a ball, and figure out how to not bounce that ball off your head. Wow. On that note, let's take a break and hear uh, from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Today's podcast is sponsored by Renew Counseling Services, where our mission is to reveal, restore, and renew all people by using a holistic approach to help transform lives. If you know anyone in West Michigan seeking counseling services, send them over to our website for additional information, www.renewedcounselingservices.com. Again, www.renewedcounselingservices.com. Now back to our show. All right, we're back for our break. Um, and I have uh, Sergeant Dion. Can I say that? Is that right? Can I say Sergeant Dion? Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, every everything from Sergeant E5 to Sergeant First Class, we just say Sergeant in the Army. Okay, so Sergeant Dion, um, got to give you your props. Um, I want to I want to just clarify, um, you know, the whole being a patriot and how that can be traumatic, right? Because I don't want people just to read the title and just think like there's something wrong with being a patriot. There's not. What I'm really trying to express is if you're going to be a patriot, you got to make sure you, like you said, you're serving the people and not the political. Maybe we could call it the political uh, patriot, right? Who's just really a patriot about their personal beliefs or their political side in which they stand for. Uh, <laughs> but I can you explain just a little bit more? And I know you already did so uh, in the first segment, but just trying to make sure people understand how being a patriot can be traumatic to to citizens, to black men, to black people, to black minorities, and those who served our country. You served our country, and you can be offended by a so-called patriot. Can you can you speak to that a little bit more? Um, I would say one of the things uh, that forces the trauma is that people don't have a, a clear understanding or definition of what patriotism is or what it should be. So what they do is their default is to align 100% with my political party. Well, all that is is rock throwing back and forth, right? Mm. And then to 100% align with one political party or the other, you have to compromise some of your integrity and some of your morals. You have to, because neither side is always right, right? Mm. So because the definition is not, they don't understand what it is, and they def- their default setting is to rely on their political party. We see the trauma that partisanship is having on the, and that's multiplied on, on the ground level with all the. I mean, it's people. There are people down here selling American flags with F Biden on, like the actual word. Wow. Like that's what's going on down here where I am now. So, at the end of the day. 
that trauma, not only not only does that trauma affect the person who's doing it, because you can you'll miss out on things. I read an article about people in Mississippi that were dying, white men in Mississippi that were dying because they didn't want to take Obamacare. <laughs> they tagged the name Obamacare to the Affordable Health Care Act, and they would rather die. Wow. That's how that's how strong they were in their patriotism, and they feel like that man was a king, and he ain't no American. I ain't taking nothing from him. Big. So that's, and then you get on the other side of it and me, I get offended when I see those things and I hear the rhetoric because I understand that you have no idea what patriotism is. What you have is the political party that is explaining something to you in a way in which you think that this is the correct way to go about things. And then you that's where you have the, the people with the with the crazy weird flags and then all of a sudden blue lives matter until they storm the Capitol and beat one to death, then blue lives don't matter no more. You know, it's just so mm. it, if you when you boil it down, it's not even a subject. It's the political party. Whatever we're talking about over here on this ultra right or this ultra left. Because they they are they got crazy people over there just like that crazy people over there. That's what it boils down to, and that is causing the majority of the trauma. But if you were to actually be an actual patriot, and you actually wanted the country to live up to its potential, and you actually wanted the the documents and the rights in their entirety to be given to the American citizens in their entirety, regardless of race, gender, status, whatever, then if you were truly a patriot and that was your goal, then there wouldn't be so much trauma, but that's not the goal. Dion, you are you are a gift, man. Um, and I'm blessed to really, first of all, just having the opportunity to grow up with your big rock head, uh, but no, man, to just have you as a close brother. Uh, but our entire, the whole purpose why I have different conversations is to provide different perspectives. Never once in my, my attempt or my goal is not to say, you got to think and look at life the way I look at life. I'm just trying everything renewed, just having a renewed perspective on life because too many people are being hurt. Um, too many people are being killed all for our so-called beliefs or our ties to um, you know our political parties and stuff like that and like you said earlier we're working off we I can't even say I can't even say a working definition because it's not even a clear definition right you talked about critical race theory and I saw a clip where they were asking a guy what is critical race theory and he couldn't even answer it and so um uh I found out that it even happened at my kid's school to where a mother was asking you know are we being are we using critical race theory I'm like OMG what is wrong with y'all do you know what it is because Critical race theory has never been at an elementary school, a middle school, or a high school. Like, why are we even having this conversation? But it just shows you how quick we jump on a bandwagon of foolishness. So 
having this conversation is really just to try to give people a different perspective. Well, I definitely appreciate the the opportunity to uh, speak on the subject. Um, And uh, I just just think that people should be more willing to engage an opposing view without thinking of rebuttals while you're engaging it. Uh Because you're gonna miss something, you know? Uh, And then I would like to say, if you got your definition of uh, CRT from Christopher Rufos or Vody Bakum, you're wrong. <laughs> just, just to let you know, it's super wrong. It's nowhere near close to right. So <laughs> let's get that out the way. But yeah, the, the dialogues need to be had, man. I have, I have friends and, and associates from all types of worldviews, walks of life, um, different races, continents from being in the military and all that stuff, man. And you have to be able to listen to other people's viewpoints sometime in order to gain a lens that you may not have had before. Let's close this out, unfortunately, because <laughs> I could talk to you all day. Uh, you'd be giving me headaches, all the stuff you'd be coming up with. Um, but I want you to speak to the people and from the context of solutions. What are some solutions to, first of all, uh, like you said, having a conversation, but even in conversations, if you're just listening to respond, then you're not listening um, versus listening to understand that that's a different um, that's a different take and agreement. Sometimes we think um, that when we if we are listening or having a conversation agreement, we have to agree with you. We don't have to agree with anyone. You can still stay in your your own worldview and keep hold to your beliefs, but at least you can have a very comfortable, respectful conversation. Just gain some different insight and be like, oh, okay, and go your own way. But solutions, what are some solutions to one, I guess, speak from both sides, the trauma side, speak from that side. What are some solutions on how we deal with this? Because, you know, as me personally, Uh, As a black man seeing this, and I call it crap, sorry, seeing this crap that they call political or, you know, patriot, I call it it crap. I can call it something else. But anyway, you know, I I don't agree with it, but that can make me angry. But angry is not going to solve anything. So from a trauma side of having to see this stuff, and I'm sort of like you, I'm around, like I said, I, I live in a red city, so I hear a lot of what I would like to call foolishness. And maybe someone says that's judgmental because just because I don't agree with it doesn't necessarily mean it's foolish. I'm saying it's foolish because of the fact it's not including me, right? So speak from the trauma side and then speak from the patriot side. Like what are some solutions there? Um, I, I think one of the solutions is, uh, you know how they, they used to say, you know, Racism doesn't go past first contact. I was like, uh, that doesn't make sense because they had contact with the slaves and the people that were sharecropping and all that stuff. So anyway, but <laughs> I think one thing is to find someone you can stomach who has a different viewpoint than you and listen. It could be, and I, I hate saying it because there's so much garbage on there. It could be YouTube. Because I know people aren't going to go on Google Scholar and read somebody's dissertation. Like, I'll do that stuff, but I'm, I'm a nerd. Uh, 
it could but it could be youtube it could be a a uh, a podcast or whatever but find someone if you're on the left find someone who's moderate right that you can listen to and if you're on the right find someone who's moderate left that you can listen to and the simple fact that they're on the so-called other side you're not going to agree with everything but if they're palatable you'll be able to take away some nuggets and you might be able to see yourself putting on a set of lenses that will help you see certain things in a different way not to sit, not to not to change your your whole viewpoint on everything and switch it no 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 but if you're in in, in an echo chamber you're going to continue to distribute and absorb trauma from from the patriotic side man you really believe in what is written and i would suggest that everyone has a pocket-sized version of the constitution i have it i have a pocket-sized version and i have things highlighted because i i used to get in conversations and then people would say they were patriotic and i would literally pull it out and say this says this here though man like you agree you 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 believe in, and i would show them the constitution you believe in this right yes everything everything yes everything okay cool I'll open the page, go to a highlight and say, hey, this is in there. So I would skim over it, learn it a little bit. We used to have to learn some of this stuff in seventh grade, you know, mm. and then try to think and understand that although it wasn't that way then, in 2021, this is supposed to apply to all citizens and anything that does not apply to all citizens should be addressed. So just try that. And let's just see where we land. Man, Dion, it, it, it's been awesome. And those are good solutions. Um, and uh, real quick, where can you find the little pocketbook constitution? Amazon? <laughs> of course, I got mine from Barnes and Noble. Uh, but I was, it's, and it's like, they're like, three or four bucks, they don't cost much money at all. Um, but I'm pretty sure they have them on Amazon, but I got mine from Barnes and Noble. Okay. Well, that's that's good info um, to have. So uh, hopefully one day, you know, I normally close out, yeah, where can the people find you? You know, I know you got several books in you and you working on a lot of stuff right now, but um, honestly, prayers going out to you as you are in a rebuilding stage down in Louisiana and um maybe you know you didn't ask me to say this and i know you you'll probably decline it but i don't care um maybe it's someone who's listening that may want to even um contribute to you and your family um if that's the case y'all can email me i know how to give it to him uh regardless and he didn't ask nobody but you know i can only imagine you i saw your video uh being able to see firsthand the damage and things that is taking place down there and having to start over that is breathtaking um prayers are good you know don't get me wrong but uh i will make a very somewhat to these theologians that be listening a challenging statement sometimes prayers are not enough you know we have to get yes pray for me stand with me in prayer but also do something outside of prayer like financially support so um yeah, that's what we gonna do. I'm I'll lead it off. I'm gonna do it myself. 
Um, but yeah, if you guys want to join in on that, that's awesome. Feel free. The contact information is in the show notes. So D, as always, man, I love you, brother, and appreciate your insight. And um, for our listening audience, thank you for taking time to listen to our last episode of season one. Uh, I got some stuff coming up. Dion will be, uh, I don't know, he might be in season two because uh, his his story is um, buck wild. It's a very good story. Um, but I'm focusing on people's stories and really finding hope in our in our narratives and by that you know we can have a renewed uh perspective so until next time thank you all for listening have a great day hey thanks for listening to the everything renewed podcast i hope you heard something that was helpful and that you can relate to do me a favor like share and subscribe to the show remember start with the mind and everything can be renewed until next time stay fresh stay cool and stay renewed